the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 630 The Word is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our Church of the Week program, Baron Wiley. Thank you and welcome to The Word, our Church of the Week program where every week we like to remind you that in 1 Timothy 5.17 there's a verse that says that the elders who rule well be considered worthy of double honor and especially those who labor in preaching and teaching. And uh, this program, our Church of the Week program here, I think our featured church would qualify for double honor because we think we've got double pastors in the house for sure. And not only that, uh, I dare say that this church could qualify as the church of the 19th century and the 20th century as it's my gosh, one of the oldest churches in Texas. Can I dare say that, gentlemen? It is. Wow. Absolutely. Well, let's go for it. In the We're 21st here. century. That's right. We're here to honor First Presbyterian Church in historic downtown San Antonio, now in its 171st year of service. With me today, uh, again, dueling pastors here. Uh, it's Dr. Ron Skates to my left and Dr. Bob Fuller to my right. And men, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having uh, us. Privilege and pleasure. Well, Dr. Ron Skates there, boy, uh, I'm, let's just start with you. Congratulations on just a, an incredible legacy in San Antonio. What's it like to just be a part of First Pres in, in, in historic San Antonio? This is my third time around. I came as an intern in the summer of 1977. Then I was an associate pastor for 10 years from 79 to 89. Now I'm back as co-pastor. So I'm like a boomerang. They keep throwing me out and I come back. <laughs> but this is an exciting church three blocks <clears throat> from the Alamo. Uh, God's at work in some amazing ways in and through the life of this congregation across San Antonio and around the world. We're really a, a globalized church, a multicultural church, and uh, we're strategically placed for this 21st century. Absolutely. And, and, and also with us here is Dr. Bob Fuller, who's no stranger to, well, you've been in the church for a season yourself here in the, in the future. That's right. I, I actually arrived here in San Antonio back in mid-August. My my wife and kids moved here from South Carolina, where I had been the pastor of a church, and uh, I was excited to come to First San Antonio because my original boss as a church, when uh, as when I was ordained as an associate pastor in Charlotte, North Carolina, actually served his first season at, in this church, and so I've sort of been nurtured on the legends and the the history on this church throughout my ministry, and it has had a tremendous impact on what I've done from day one uh, in serving as a minister. So I'm just glad to be here in this place that has meant so much to me, even from a distance. Well, let's talk about this whole dual pastorship thing that's going on, because this is, I guess, not a new idea. There's a couple of churches that are doing that here in San Antonio, but for a first for first, maybe, the that's First right. Presbyterian Church. So what, how did this happen where we've got two co-pastors? Is there two services going on at the same time? Well, we do have parallel services at 11 o'clock, our 11.02 contemporary service, and then the traditional service in the sanctuary. Actually, we do this because it, it makes people pause as to which one of us to shoot at first. <laughs> <laughs> so in, this allows in our polity of our new denomination, the Evangelical Covenant Order of Presbyterians, for Bob to actually succeed me as senior pastor 
when I finally hang up the cleats on ah. January 1st, 2018. So calling us as co-pastor allows that to happen. Wonderful transition. Sometimes it's like pastor's gone, here's a new guy, and now you've got to sink or swim. Uh, but this sounds like some wisdom and some thought and prayer was involved in this decision. How did this all happen? Well, uh, we've gone through a tough time. Uh-huh. Uh, over the, past, the denomination really, has gone through a tough time. Yeah, over the ten, past 10 years, this church has really uh, tried to navigate its way out of a former denomination into a more biblically faithful and orthodox denomination, which we are now in. Um, what is the difference, Pastor? Well, our, I don't want to throw our old denomination under the bus. Fair enough. But uh, it was pretty much a denomination that was chasing after the culture, mm-hmm. trying to become, quote, unquote, relevant to the mm-hmm. culture rather than uh, really taking its marching orders from Scripture. And uh, we are a biblically orthodox, evangelical, Christ-centered, missions-driven congregation. Mm. And so we were really out of step where our old denomination was going, but not in our new denomination. And then when did you get the call? Can I ask you a little bit more of your backstory on... Sure, absolutely. I I have been pastoring or had been pastoring a church in South Carolina for approximately 14 years. And before that, I was a solo pastor. So I've been a senior pastor before, but I also started out as an associate pastor. And not to not to inflate my friend's uh, head here or anything like that, but, <laughs> but Ron is one of those pastors in our denomination that is very well known and, frankly, that I've admired from a distance for quite mm. some time. And so when I had the opportunity to come to First San Antonio and to serve as an associate pastor, because initially I did not come to serve as a co-pastor, but as an associate pastor, a lot of people asked, why would you want to go from being a uh, a senior pastor to serving as an associate? And, and the best analogy I can think about is, well, it, it's kind of like going from being a, a championship high school coach to uh, to going to a Division One football team and, and serving as offensive coordinator or something mm-hmm. like that. It's, it's a huge opportunity. It was a huge uh, step in the right direction. And frankly, it was a great opportunity to learn from somebody that I admire greatly. Uh, one of the things you mentioned is that a lot of times a pastor is just dropped into right. a situation. You, it's kind of like a, a commando. You don't know who your friends are. You don't know who your enemies are. <laughs> right now, I feel like I've got a really good long runway mm. uh, before I, I become senior pastor. I'm, I'm learning my way around. The people are, I hope, learning to trust me. And I, I think that it's a, a great formula, one, one that I would recommend for, for churches to consider in Absolutely. the future. Uh, mentorship, I think, is a biblical idea. And you've got one right next to you there, Dr. Bob Fuller here and, uh, and, uh, and Dr. Ron Skates there. Uh, and, and the teaching styles, is there a difference, would you say, in, in the two there? Because here's what I, according to, your, to what I saw on your website there, and by the way, uh, the website, uh, I should say right now, is First Pres. It's fpcsanantonio.org. Here it said on your site there that you divert, devote time daily to sermon preparation and translates scripture text from the original language. That's what I was taught in seminary, so that's what I've done for the past 38 years, and I block out sermon prep time every day. I've never preached a Saturday night special. Don't uh-uh. plan on it. Saturday night specials kill. Teaching from the Word, obviously, is what, what you guys are doing every week here, too. We heard that uh, exemplified here in the devotionals that you shared with us every week, so thank you for preparing that. Uh, but when people come to the church on Sunday, what can they expect in the, in the style of teaching? What will they hear? Well, for myself, I'm a Lectio Continua preacher. I preach through books of the Bible or sections of Scripture, expository style. Bob's pretty expository as mm-hmm. well. We both went to the same seminary, Good. and uh, that's pretty much what they taught back in those days. Still and I works. think that's really the most relevant, uh, authentic way to preach is just uh, get out of the way and let the text make its own points. That's right. And I think that my goal whenever 
whenever I preach or whenever I prepare a sermon is to try and and share the excitement that I discover in a text as God just sort of opens things up. I, I really want to um, share with folks the things I discovered to kind of to kind of let them know I'm not coming at you as an expert. Mm. I am I, I'm here to to just share kind of what what I found really cool, what I found really inspiring or trans, uh, transforming about this particular passage of scripture. That means that in addition to translating it from Greek or Hebrew, it's about translating it to English, right. <laughs> if that makes any sense. I mean, we just trying to uh, trying to make sure that it's clear, that it's understandable, and frankly, that that it's somewhat memorable. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And and uh, I think that one of the things we're always trying to do is we're trying to to speak the truth in love, but we're not going to lie to people about what Scripture says. We believe that we are supposed to to treat uh, teach clearly what scripture says the whole counsel of god mm-hmm. and that means not dodging the bullets uh even when we come across a hard text amen amen we'll keep that's one of the reasons i preach like to continue because if i didn't i'm a coward like everybody else I'd, I'd avoid all the tough texts but that forces me to preach sermons i would never choose to preach and it forces the congregation to sit under preaching they probably don't want to hear and I, yeah, I would say that that our bias leans towards that kind of depth rather than we we're not flashy preachers. We're not we're not gimmick driven or anything like that. We we believe in doing that that consistent textual work, that expository preaching, as both of us learned uh, in in our training. Uh, that'd be called the, the right way. Kind of kind of worked for <laughs> your words. Yeah, exactly. Uh, hey, listen, if you just joined us, we're talking to the co-pastors of the historic First Presbyterian Church in downtown San Antonio, Dr. Ron Skates. Uh, to my left, Dr. Bob Fuller to my right. Uh, our Church of the Week here on The Word, they meet every Sunday morning for uh, two traditional worship service starting at 9.30 in the morning. The next one's at 11, and then a contemporary service happening at 11.02. Is that by design? Absolutely. Y'all, y'all put it at 1102. We, we, we can get it done in 58 minutes. <laughs> and you have a Sunday school that starts at 930. That's correct. Yes. And uh, obviously men's, women's, marriage couples, how does, we, what happens there? Just about every iteration. We, we've got <laughs> something. young people, old people, um, men, women, <laughs> married, single. Um, we, we've got something for everybody, kind of a, a cradle to almost grave ministry. That's awesome. Online at fpcsanantonio.com. And if you'd like to call the church, here's the number. It's 210-226-0215. Easter's coming up, guys. Yep. You got a plan for that guy? Same same schedule? We know we'll go with four services that morning. Uh-huh. Uh, sunrise service at 630 in our courtyard. And you let the new guy do it, right? Actually, the 1102 <laughs> team. That's right. Bob That's right. I'll be preaching that. And then, um, then at 8 o'clock, 930 and 11, three identical Pull out all the stops, proclaim the bodily resurrection of Christ services yeah. in the sanctuary. Awesome, awesome. And and put the church on the map for us. We know it's in downtown San Antonio. We know it's 10 minutes from the Alamo or, or something. No, 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 no. it's 10 uh, steps instead. Ten steps. Ten steps. three blocks oh, right. from the Alamo, 4th right. and Alamo streets, uh, right next to the San Antonio Express yeah. uh, building. Can't miss it. Well, again, what just a, if the walls could talk, you know. Oh, wow. Have you heard yeah. any stories of, of the old, of, of, I don't know, what, what, what jumps out when people ask you what happened in this building? Well, a lot of things have, have happened, but some of the most uh, fun stories are back when the church was planted by John McCullough back in 1846, and he got shot at, literally bullet holes through his hat. Uh, our second sanctuary is where the Frost Bank Tower is now, which was the heart of the red light district. Mm. That's one of the reasons the church moved, because it was surrounded by saloons and brothels. And back in one of the days, they had no air conditioning. On Sunday mornings, the windows were open, and they could hear the honky-tonk oh pianos and the 
cussing and gambling. So they moved to the far north edge of San Antonio, which was fourth and Alamo at that time. But we're right in the heart of this great city. So it was McCullough named the street named after that pastor? Yep, that's right. That's the way to do it. He was a pioneering church planter back in the 1800s. And we just celebrated our 170th anniversary. We're now in our 171st year. So we we are obviously dedicated to this city and, and want to continue that, that great tradition of sharing the gospel in the heart of the city. Well, that is very important to you, and you guys are partnering with the city because next year in 2018, San Antonio turns 300, our tricentennial event. And I think, as I understand, you guys have been teed up to ask to, to participate. Absolutely. What's we're going official, on? We'll fi- we're official partners in the tricentennial celebration, and uh, they asked us to submit a project. And we have a project called Opera. Uh, Project 240, where we team up with Habitat for Humanity, and mm. we frame five houses in hopefully under 240 minutes. Well, this will be an official tricentennial project this year. We may try to do a lot more than five houses so the whole city can come help us and help Habitat provide uh, shelter for those who have no homes. It's awesome. And that's not the only ministry that you guys are involved with and support. I know you guys go deep with with the SAM shelter. and, and we, st- we started that SAM shelter, Christian Assistance Ministry, Christian Dental Clinic and Medical Clinic. And um, we work with young lives, with single pregnant moms, and um, Mission Road Developmental Center. We own that. Morningside Ministries, we're, we're partners wow. on that for the elderly. So we, we run the gamut, womb to tomb. And if somebody wanted to get involved with one of those ministries, can they just go to the website and learn more? Sure. Or should they just, sure. all right, because you don't have to be a member of the church to get plugged in. No, I, you guys are. Yeah. We're hoping that to, to give people an opportunity to serve in a variety of ways. So we would love to hear from people if they're interested. Well, absolutely. Again, we're uh, talking to, uh, well, we're honoring First Presbyterian Church of San Antonio, downtown San Antonio at Alamo and 4th. I've uh, been doing it for 171 years, uh, serving faithfully, a great legacy. And I'm going to feel much more proud when I go down McCullough Road and remember First Presbyterian <laughs> Church. That's right. I wouldn't be there if it wasn't for that. And then uh, someday maybe there'll be a, a, a Skates Avenue and a Fuller Boulevard. It's already here. a Fuller Seminary. Oh, that's true. But, you know, <laughs> any relation? <laughs> no, no. I, I was educated at, at Fuller Theological Seminary in South Carolina. That oh, was boy. Bob and Betsy Fuller. Uh, my parents, who were pretty hardcore about this stuff. so <laughs> And you got a free ride? Uh, yes. Yeah, thank you. And <laughs> as long as I mowed the lawn. Can I ask you a question I, did, I didn't, don't think I prepared you for, but has, has anything happened in the church where you can just say, if not for the Lord, that this, uh, that this wouldn't have been possible? I know you said you're kind of going through a season where you're rebuilding and you're regrowing, but, but I, in, in all this, I mean, I know the Lord's just been in everything that you guys are doing. I've been so impressed with what you guys have been doing in the missions and, and whatnot. But, but how, how, how does First Pres say, bless the Lord, O my soul, if not for God, we wouldn't be here? Well, I hate to bring up the denominational thing again, but gotcha. uh, we got out on a limb so far. Uh, Big faith jump, huh? If there was not a God... There's no way we could have navigated out. And I could list 20 miracles that helped us get to where we are today. And now we are blowing and going. We're back in the church planting business. We've just planted our first church in Bernie, Christ of the Hills Presbyterian Church. We've got one in College Station area in the pipes, one in uh, Westlaco, uh, one uh, possibly outside Waco in the pipeline. So we're thinking about establishing a church planting institute for South Texas on our campus with some creative ideas how to fund that. And uh, more people come to Christ through church plants than any other form of evangelism. So we're back in that 
business again. This is the mother church of Presbyterianism yeah. in, in the city, and we used to plant a lot of churches in the early 20th and in the 19th century and then kind of got out of that. And denominational restrictions really handcuffed us in a lot of ways. Those handcuffs are off. We're, we're going. Praise the Lord for that then. And I think another evidence of God's continued presence and providence is just the fact that we continue to exist downtown. The, mm. the history of, of sure. downtown churches is bleak. And um, just, just the last the time fact, I checked, the Alamo was a church. and That's right. That's right. That, yeah, exactly. We're, that didn't we're, go so well. We're still holding Sunday services. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but it really, I think God has, has placed us where he has placed us to be a, a mission outpost. Uh, and, you know, that's, that's sort of overused language in a lot of ways these days because everybody talks about missional churches and things like that. But in, in a lot of ways, that's really true mm. about us. We are, we are not only in the city. We were planted there. We have been preserved there. This church has certainly been through up seasons and down seasons, but uh, but I think God keeps us there for the reason to to connect uh, to connect people with resources to people without yeah. in a, in a big way. Um, one of the things that that I talk about a lot is actually the motto of my old church is that we we really are about connecting people to people and people to Christ, and and as we do those two things, um, God just continues to bless us. So it, as a newcomer. I see, I see all kinds of things happening. Um, some of them are old hat to the people who've been here for a while, but, but man, they just sort of blow my mind as I see them for the first time. I want to go back to, as, as I've kind of teed up, that you have a mentor uh, mm-hmm. sitting to your right there, Dr. Fuller there. Uh, Dr. Skates, who influenced you? Who helped you become the man that you are today, sir? Probably the biggest influence is the former senior pastor of First Presbyterian Church, who I served under for 10 years, Dr. Louis Zabinden. Um, he really modeled uh, a holistic gospel where the book of Amos was just as much the inspired, mm. infallible word of God as John 3.16. So it wasn't just about bringing people to Christ, but it was also about biblical justice. And so we are a holistic gospel church. And uh, Lewis has really modeled that for me, and I'm grateful for mm. that. And, of course, I'm sure you work awesome together there in your dual pastorship there, co-pastors at First Presbyterian, uh, Dr. Ron Skates and Dr. Bob Fuller there. But uh, I'm sure there's some other folks in the halls there that, uh, that keep the ball rolling there. Here, Sitting, sitting to my right here is a this guy named uh, Hank Cherry, who's uh, been a great friend of this station and letting us know what's going on so that we, can, we, we wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for this man uh, helping us spread the good news of the good things happening at First Pres. But uh, well, who are the other Aaron's and hers in the house there that help raise your arms to, to lead? Well, we've got uh, just a, an incredible staff. We've got an incredible ministry team. Um, Hank has the toughest job in the building because he has to make us look good. Um, so that's that's an uphill battle. Uh, but um, we have an outstanding children's ministry with uh, led by Becky Pritchard and uh, Sonia Wright um, and a host of others. We have outstanding youth ministry, uh, Colton uh, uh, Colton Willis and Emily Yergler lead that. Um, a great university ministry that is man is really expanding, led by a guy named Alex Solorio, who is just, you, is that like a college class you're saying? Or no, well, no, this is an outreach ministry to St. Mary's oh. uh, Incarnate Word, UTSA. I mean, all wow. we are we're don't leave out Trinity. That's and cool. Trinity. Yeah, well, I'm sorry, your, your alma mater. I'm sorry. Uh, well, we figured everybody there was already Christian. So, uh, no. <laughs> so but we're no, but um, those are just some outstanding folks. Uh, uh, Joe Moore recently joined our staff as our uh, pastor of 
uh, senior adult and mission uh, ministry. And, of course, our colleague Scott Simpson, who's the associate pastor for congregational care. I mean, I'm, I know I'm going to leave people out, so I, I yeah, hate to do we that. We just called yesterday another associate mm-hmm. pastor for young adults, Mitchell Moore, coming from Jakarta, Indonesia. Wow. On a church plant there. And uh, so he was our former youth director years ago, so he, he'll hit the track running. He knows San Antonio and knows this congregation. So Wow. How, how exciting what, a, what an exciting time it is in this transition and this change and and again what the lord's doing in downtown san antonio in the inner city there too i'm i'm uh, so blessed to be a part of that and another ministry called sweep which i i think target launched not the launch from your church but uh, i was part of an event with sweep where we went to four corners of the of the city mm-hmm. and and just went out and i think first pres was one of those launching points to, to that side of the, of the town and uh, and it's and it's it's the church, and it's a it's a beautiful thing. So again, congratulations to you guys. Let me go back to the teaching uh, that you guys are doing, and right out of the Bible, um, do you guys take turns in the pulpit, or do you do, do you do a series, Doctor Skates first, and then you you do one, or is it a? Well, how does that usually work? Usually, we've been collaborating on a common series with Bob preaching three out of four Sundays at eleven o two, and me in the sanctuary then. Once a month, I go over to 1102, and Bob goes in the sanctuary. That's kind of the pattern. Um, so we're trying intentionally not to create two different congregations. But uh, Good. Mm-hmm. So, so you both getting, decide we're going to do Matthew chapter 4, and then you and y'all. Yeah, this is a series, a Lenten series on questions Satan asks, ah. and primarily using the wilderness experience with Jesus, but also two questions from the Old Testament right at the beginning in Genesis there and then in Job. Well, keep going, Pastor. I want to hear this. Give us a little uh, taste. So, you know, we always talk about God speaking to us, but a lot of times people say to me, Ron, do you really believe Satan's real? And I go, yeah, he talks to me every day. And he questions me every day. He's always questioning my faith and trying to undercut uh, confidence in the Scriptures and in the person of God. Um, So spiritual warfare is a continual battle you don't have to be a charismatic to believe that yeah amen amen i think uh as i was preparing to to come down here this morning i was thinking about the full armor of god and of course one of those pieces is the helmet of salvation and these questions that that satan asks throughout the temptations of jesus in the garden to job or about job these are all ways that that satan's trying to get into your head these are ways that he, he satan's biggest joy and i think chief goal is to isolate us from God. He wants to he wants to cut us out from God. He wants to you know, separate us from the herd, to cut us off from one another. And all of these questions that that he uses as temptations are just they are just land they land on us to try and separate us from God, to isolate us from him to, so we can get in our heads. And we need the we need the word of God. We need the salvation mm-hmm. um of of Jesus Christ to protect our minds so that I mean we need to take thought, uh, take captive every thought. We need to renew our minds, and and this is a really important point of attack uh, for Satan, and so it's an important point of defense for us. Well, the word is preached at First Pres. I can tell you that yes. right now. You guys have shown that to me, and uh, I want to encourage you that if you're looking for a Bible-based church uh, that is serving the city like uh, no church I've seen that's foundational in Sam Ministries and and and, and so many others there, uh, check out First. Pres, First Presbyterian Church of San Antonio, uh, very easily downtown. If I was coming down, uh, I guess two eighty one, where would I? Where, where would, how would I get there? Take the McCullough exit, Nolan McCullough exit. Yes, sir. And then hit Alamo Street, make a left on Alamo Street, take you right to the church. Parking. 
We have four dollars extraordinary <laughs> parking. We have a whole city block of free parking. Nice, 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 nice. Can I park there on Tuesdays? Only if you have the little yellow sticker okay. on the car. Otherwise, we <laughs> lease it out to a, a parking lot group that that uh, contributes to the church. Then we're probably the largest parking lot for the Alamo. Yeah, really. The week. Oh, that's yep. cool. You know what? I'm going to have Pastor you do something, Pastor Fuller. Okay. Could you do me something? Could you do a favor for me? Could you honor this man for his service in the church? Oh, absolutely. Give I'm, me a 20. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I absolutely want to honor Ron. Ron uh, has pastored uh, just some extraordinary churches, uh, Central Presbyterian Church in Baltimore, Highland Park Presbyterian Church in Dallas. Um, but more importantly, he has been uh, important in two ways. Number one, he has been a faithful defender of the doctrine of the church, a consistent biblical witness. And mm. and as I said, that has that has trickled down to people like me. But also, in addition to being an influence on younger pastors from a distance, he has also been an incredible influencer of young pastors um, as he has guided young associates, interns, student ministers. Um, I, I see Ron as a teacher, or I think he would, the expression he would use is a coach. And, and when I said earlier that that working with Ron is like being an offensive coordinator and assistant coach. I would put him up there on the level. I'm sorry about people's different loyalties, but people like <laughs> like Coach K or Coach Popovich mm. or, or the the great uh, coaches. Um, mm. it, it really is an honor to to be with him, and I thank the Lord every day for this opportunity. Uh, just and, and I thank him. I thank God especially that Ron had the confidence in me or saw something in me to say. I, I think that that I want you to co-pastor with me. That is a tremendous honor. It's, it's, it's great to be told that you're loved. It's another thing to say when somebody says, I want you on my team. That so. was awesome, sir. Thank you. Thank you for that. You, you are worthy of honor. You both of you are worthy of double honor. safe. Yeah. <laughs> Watch another year. Well, I just read it like you wrote it. So <laughs> well, again, gentlemen, I thank you for being our KSLR Church of the Week here. Uh, again, it's First Presbyterian Church meeting every Sunday morning at 930, 11 o'clock. You can learn more at fpcsanantonio.org. Here's the number again, 210-226-0215. And again, I, gentlemen, I thank you so, so much for your service. Thank you. And thank for the great things happening you. at First Presbyterian Church in San Antonio. Thanks. I'm Baron Wiley, and thank you for listening to The Word, AM 630, The Word. Thank you for joining us today as we featured our AM 630, The Word, Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at am630theword.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.